0: My life's like a movie Cause mama keep falling in
1: love My life's like a movie And I'ma keep smoking and drugs My life's like a movie Ow She fucked with nothing but those.
0: My life's like a movie Welcome back to the White series Series Podcast. I am your host, Brandon, and we got Rashani back with us. And of course, we're back for another movie review. And today we are reviewing uh, Gemini Man, starring Will Smith, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Clive Owen, Benedict Wong, um, and over the hill hitman faces off against a younger clone of himself. This was directed by Ang Lee. Uh, um Rishadi what did you think of this film
1: first of all you said it wrong uh, it is Gemini Man starring Will Smith and Will Smith and Will Smith and then all those other people <laughs> and I think the best way I can put it is this movie would have been a lot better if we didn't know that it was Will Smith fighting Will Smith. Well,
0: yeah, that too.
1: Because as soon as you knew that it was Will Smith fighting Will Smith, it took whatever surprise factor was going to happen out. Like I felt more surprised finding out that there was three Will Smiths than I did about anything else in the movie. Oh, that surprised you? Well, because they didn't show it in the trailer. Oh yeah. They showed everything in the trailer about like all the, the great action scenes that happen literally, people. The good action scenes happen within the first 35 minutes of the movie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There, um, well, the, one, to me, there was only one good action scene, but it was great in the first 35 minutes of the movie, the, the motorcycle scene.
1: The motorcycle scene, yeah. yeah that whole segment mm-hmm. was everything in the trailer. Yep. <laughs> and so... Um, I didn't I, I giggled initially when I saw him ghost riding the motorcycle in the trailer. And because I go to the movie so much, maybe if I didn't go to the movie so much, mm-hmm. maybe this is a movie for niggas who just don't like movies.
0: God, we are I, on the same page. This is incredible. We didn't talk about this beforehand. Oh my god.
1: I, I think that if I hadn't gone to the movie so much and saw this trailer so many times, I wouldn't have been jaded to everything that happened in this movie. But it was literally it felt like this. Felt like Ang Lee at his worst, and it, it could have been so. It could. There was again a wealth of talent, but we just want to focus on Will Smith fighting against himself. Um, it just it felt vapid to me. It felt empty, even though it was chock full of people and 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 conversation and all that. It felt empty. And and I have to ask this before we even get to you. I have to say this. Just because he's a clone of him... Does that mean he's going to have all the same anxieties (laughs) and all the same quirks and all this? Maybe the asthma. Okay, I can see that. But all the same, everything else. The bee, I mean, the allergy, the bee allergy, which he literally shot him with a needle full of bee venom just to make sure he was really alert, alert to bees, which is shitty as fuck. But they had all the same quirks. Because he was a clone. Like, your mom left you when you were three, huh? You don't know who your mom is, huh? It started sounding like a juvenile song. You ain't never met your dad, huh? You grew up and life was really sad and really bad, huh? Your stepdad took you hunting, huh? Started you off with animals. Is that right? Is that right, huh? Had you killing little things, huh? Huh? And then one day... He took you out. Maybe, maybe, I'm just guessing, around the time you were 20, he took you out and told you to kill a man. Huh? Huh? Did that happen to you too? Huh? Huh? Ask him all brothers.
0: Also, Clive Owen is not that much older than Will to, exactly. be, to be that type of father figure to that man. Exactly. That um, that's okay. So this film, I I found it enjoyable. It was an enjoyable <laughs> film to me. Um, it wasn't boring. Mm-mm. Um I didn't want to leave. I enjoyed it. But there were some aspects of this film that I was literally laughing at in the film. <laughs> um, first of all, the CG in this film is horrible. It's awful. It's one it of is the worst, so bad. It's one of the worst CG films I think I've ever seen in my life. I mean, in modern times, not in my life. But it, it looked like something from 20 years ago. Or, you know, like something pre-MCU.
1: It looked like something from Spawn. Yes. Let's put it like that. When, when Mal Boja showed up at the end of the movie and turned into that fake ass dragon, that's what Will Smith as a younger, younger person looked like. And it was like are you? It didn't even
0: me? look like him. You know, but not even that. The fighting, the people were like rubberish. Mm-hmm. They were like floating in the air like they had superpowers, but none of these people have superpowers uh, in the context of the film, at least. They don't have superpowers, but they were fighting like superpowered people.
1: Um, Wait, 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 wait. Before you go any further, I just want to point this out real quick. Okay, so at the beginning of the film, Will Smith is up on a hill with a sniper rifle. (laughs) About yards away, like hundreds of yards away, there's a train that's going to be approaching because it's a bullet train. Inside the bullet train, there's a man who's on Will's side who's working with Will and then there's a, a villain that Will's will supposed to be assassinating on a bullet train right next to the man who will supposed to be assassinating is a little girl and the little girl standing next to the man, talking to him for a second while Will's friend tells him to stand down and all that kind of stuff. And then after the little girl moves, his friend says, take the shot. You're clear. Now take the shot. Will takes the shot and shoots the dude in the neck. And he's sad because he knows his skills are slipping because instead of shooting the dude in the head, he was like, I aimed for his head and hit him in the neck. He was like, one more second off, I would have killed that little girl. Motherfucking, and why'd you take the shot? I know it's your job, but if you're feeling some sort of way about this, like if you're supposed to be showing all this compassion and this shit, that's gonna fuck with you on that shot. Not after the shot. Not in between the shot. You are shooting—first of all, you're shooting a fucking bullet train. Do you know how fast bullet trains go, ladies and gentlemen? Google, Google, help a nigga out. How fast do bullet trains go? Uh, hold, please. How fast do bullet <laughs> trains Go. Hey, somebody already asked this question. Cool. Bullet train traveled between one hundred and fifty and one hundred and eighty-seven miles per hour, and this nigga shot a bullet that hit somebody dead in the neck and killed him at the beginning of this movie. They didn't
0: even give us like the mumbo jumbo math exposition that you usually get in the film. Like And okay. Will
1: had the shot and the dude told him to pause, which actually drove the shot off, ladies and gentlemen, because you have to read Five seconds.
0: Because to the guy, and he did, and he did all that math on the fly. On the fly, he didn't give us like, you know, the train's moving at 185 miles per hour. I'm at a height of 45 feet above elevation above sea level. I'm shooting at a 35 degree angle, which means I have to shoot this at this angle so that I can hit and go through the window and hit them clean. They didn't give that. It was just like. Dude, all right, you got Robinson the shot. <laughs> the,
1: the man is this tall, five foot seven man, and the dude is gonna hit him in his arm, not in his neck. When you're aiming for his head,
0: mm-hmm. they didn't give us. Anything. I
1: mean, they probably said all that in like the dossier that they gave him. Literally shooting blind.
0: Yeah, yeah, but we skipped over all that. Uh, the other thing about this film is that um, <laughs> it, it, like, I, I was reading about this film after I saw it, and I realized that um, the screenplay for this film was written in 1997. That makes sense. And I said, oh, my God, that makes so much sense when you watch this film because mm-hmm. it absolutely feels like a late 90s film like when you watch it. Mm-hmm. And the CG definitely feels like a late. Night. I'm like, did they cut did they do the CG 20 years ago and then uh and then just put it on the screen now cuz the CG was so 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 bad. And then the story, there I think there was a good movie here, but the story was so basic. They dumbed it down so much and like Rashani said they showed you everything. Everything you needed to know about this film you saw in the trailer. There was no surprises. There was nothing there was nothing <laughs> that was gonna shock you. And not that you need to have surprises, but there was no like intrigue watching the film. You were just like, Okay, I wanna see what happens. And then you're like, Oh, he's gonna meet the uh he's gonna meet the clone, then the clone's gonna realize the guy's against him, and then the guy's gonna try to kill the clone and then he's gonna end up having to kill his father. Like that's and then the Will's, Will's gonna stop him and say, mm-hmm. Don't kill your father because 'cause that'll hurt you.
1: You there? The 90s.
0: Okay, we're back after a small um, (laughs) technical technical difficulty. difficulty. (laughs) Um, But we were talking about Gemini Man and some of the issues with this film. And basically, uh, Gemini Man. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: uh What I was saying was. Knowing that this movie was written in the 90s, you can take it out, like you can take the DVD case of it and set it in with all these other movies and it fits in perfectly with Bad Boys, Independence Day, Men in Black, Enemy of the State, and Wild Wild West. Those are the five movies that Will Smith made in the 90s other than Six Degrees of Separation. Um, all of them, good action. Relatively shaky storyline. Yes. Much better action than this. Um, but he was younger then. You know, they didn't have to make him CGI. So they didn't have to change anything or take away anything or make it more vehicle homicide attempts than anything else. Um, but it fits that this is a 90s movie. I just wish it had stayed there it would have worked so much better. I would have been awed by the CGI back then. I would have been awed by everything because I would have been like between the ages of 10 and...
0: Now, would you... 19. Would you... Because there's another part I need to tell you. So, these were the actors that were pegged for the role, that accepted the role, and then backed out over the years. Mel Gibson was the first. John Voight. Mm. Nicolas Cage. Mm. Brad, mm. Brad Pitt. Mm. Tom Cruise, Mm-mm. Clint Eastwood, Oh fuck no. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mm-mm. Sylvester Stallone, no. and Sean Connery.
1: No. Okay. Yeah, no. So a whole lot of white guys turned it down, then Will was like, Oh. <laughs> I'm hungry, boss. Oh man. I'm shocked his son didn't fit into this movie somewhere.
0: This film, man. And then okay. Then here's the other thing. Okay, was maybe I should ask you this. Was the the point of the clone sounding like he didn't have any soul because he was a clone, or was that just the voice filter they put on Will Smith to make him sound younger? Because he didn't even sound younger. He just talked younger. They made him talk like a child. But I'm like, he's not a child. He's a clone. He's a clone that grew up with a father, went to school, all that shit. He shouldn't sound like uh child. Because when he's talking to Clive Owen, he's like, Daddy, why do I feel this way? And
1: I'm yeah, like Yeah, he sounded like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like He sound like a Alita. I don't
0: know if they were doing that on purpose or not.
1: I just think Will Smith didn't really know how to talk like a younger kid anymore. And I think the script was just bad. Yeah, so those two things right. put together leads to just a janky ass conversation with again a guy who's not that much older than your actual person um yeah no that whole scene hey uh why couldn't i hit him we've talked about this son like are you serious did y'all really talk about the fact that there's gonna you're not gonna be able to kill him with with bullets he's gonna know everything you're gonna do why don't worry about it not gonna tell you big secret that's not a big secret because it was in the trailer
0: now I will say this: This is how I know they had a good film here, but they explored all the wrong shit. What this film should have been about is explaining the the moral, um, the moral argument of what Clive Owen said at the end, right? Because the the moral he this was just a throwaway throw, throwaway line in the film, but if the entire film was about this, it would have made it such a more interesting film. Because at the end of the film, Clive Owen goes, "Listen, dog." We cloned you because you had a skill that we couldn't find in anybody else. You could end wars. You could do all types of shit on your own. You were that great. Imagine if we had a whole army of you. And, and if we were to be able to clone people and take out the human aspect of this, And so that we're not affecting people's families. We're not sending people's families, uh, members overseas to fight in these wars and fight and die and have all these services and and then sending them back to the United States without having any type of mental health uh, help or any type of support services to get back on their feet or to achieve life. We're just going to clone the best fighters and fight those people so that everybody's families don't have to go through this shit. That is, you can make a movie about which side of that is right. They took that and threw it in the last 15 minutes of the film, and just uh, throw a line and basically had him say, "Yeah, doll, fuck you," and then moved on. (laughs) I'm like, that's the most interesting part of this film because I can see, like, if I can see that being, like, I can see it being two ways of like, okay, you're cloning people without their permission, that's fucked up, and you're cloning human beings and you're sending them to fight. But then you also have the other side of that being, yeah, but people's kids ain't dying, you know? People's husbands ain't dying. People's wives mm-hmm. aren't dying. People's daughters aren't dying. People's sisters and brothers aren't dying. That's, um, that is an interesting argument to have. They didn't want to have that argument. They wanted us to just be shocked that old Will Smith was fighting young Will Smith. And 90% of the time they were fighting, it was in the dark where you couldn't see shit. That's scene in the category. I just want to
1: point out the fact- What's bad? <laughs> it was bad. I don't know what else you were going to say. I apologize for nothing, but no, it was and bad. Then they had, and I just want to point had,
0: out. Um, um, what was her name's character? What was Mary Elizabeth's character's name? Um, Becky.
1: Karen. Kate. <laughs> Alice. It was um,
0: Danny. Then they had Danny Take the it. It was basically like they had Danny shine the flashlight on them, and so it's basically like Danny was filming it on the iPhone. (laughs) Like it was real. It was so it was shot so poorly.
1: Uh, I just want to point out the fact that my other issue with Will Smith versus Will Smith versus Will Smith Mm -hmm. is that Will Smith couldn't beat Will Smith. Like old Will Smith couldn't beat the first clone. And then the first clone immediately started getting his ass whooped by the next clone. <laughs> so I'm like, what differences are you making? Because the third clone was like a fucking ninja.
0: Yeah, apparently the third clone was when they figured out how to take out human emotion.
1: Out but human emotions, don't, taking out human emotion shouldn't make you in the fucking snake eyes.
0: Well, they said that he didn't feel pain. They took out a pain, feeling of pain.
1: Yeah, but did you see how he was flipping and flying through <laughs> and yeah, just yeah, touching people in the face? Like he was literally warping. <laughs> that nigga was lagging.
0: I think that was the CG, though. I'm trying to tell you. The CG was so bad. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the CG. And when the dude came in, but first of all, the third clone of Rashani's talking about, we didn't know, quote unquote, that that was another Will Smith clone. That dude came in, covered head to toe in clothing and armor, and had a big ass mask on. And he comes in fighting, and I'm sitting next to my wife, and I say, that's the third Will Smith. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Because I knew that's what it was. Because I go to see too many movies. I think, I, I think, I think there were people in the theater that were shocked by that. But mm-hmm. I, when he came on the screen, I said, oh, God, they have a third one. Right. And, and this is the third one that, didn't, that doesn't feel pain and shit. They were shooting the homie. In the scene, they're shooting him, and he's just walking. And he's just walking like Thanos, like Thanos getting shot with the Iron Man, like with the, with, um, at the end of Avengers Infinity War, when Scarlet Witch is like shooting his powers at Thanos and he's just walking through it, trying to get to the fucking mind gym. That's basically what was happening to this dude with guns. He's just walking and walking and walking. And I'm like, is is this dude has superpowers? Do they got metahuman clones now? Like what's going on here? I hope they don't do a. Uh, I hope they don't try to do a sequel to this film. I hope
1: no, because you know they said the whole thing was destroyed, and now second clone or first clone Will Smith is going to college, and Will Smith is his dad.
0: Also, wasn't the whole thing that they were trying to kill him so he don't tell people about this shit? Mm-hmm.
1: What's the stopping from telling people about this shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, also, also. So they try to force feed a conversation where Danny and old Will Smith are about to kiss. Will Smith is like, sorry, basically, sorry, I don't like white girls, but I would have liked you if I was younger. I know, that was so weird. (laughs) And then throws him in, throws her in to be like the bait for middle Will Smith. Because he says, I, this is what, I know what he likes. <laughs> exactly. So you, Wait, I know what he likes is white girls. That are, I don't know. I don't know. And every time I see this woman, I literally forget that she was Ramona Flowers. I, I mean, I like Mary Elizabeth Winston. Me too. I just forget that she was Ramona Flowers. And then I'm like, hey, that was Ramona. She, I think it was because the hair was colored differently. She was
0: also, she wasn't bad in this film. I mean, she had good yeah. chemistry with Will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she did. Um, I I really enjoyed uh, Benedict Wong's character in this film. He was interesting. Yes. Um, so the the film wasn't a hundred percent bad. Clive Owens, Clive Owen, for most of the film was like Simon Bar sinister,
1: like mm-hmm. master,
0: like mustache swirling villain. And then the end of the film, you're supposed to believe that he actually loved the clone of Will Smith. And by the way, that dude had no name the entire movie. He was just Junior. I'm like, you
1: didn't give him a name? No, he's he's Junior. And he's not supposed to realize that, you know, his dad is white because, you know, he's Junior. He's been Junior his whole life. And he knows he's an adopted, but yet his name is Junior.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so, all right, so there's a couple other things I want to talk about this film. So, um, I did like how they gave Danny, they didn't make Danny a damsel in distress. I'm pretty sure the original screenwriter of this film back in the 90s had to do, oh, shit, I'm breaking up. I'm pretty sure the original film write, uh, film uh, screenplay had her as a damsel in distress, and she wasn't in this film. Oh, yeah. And hold on. Okay. And I also really thought that they had something to explore with um, his past. Like, I would have much rather this been a sequel. Like, imagine if the first film was Henry Brogdon being a badass assassin, fucking people up, doing all these crazy kills and missions like – You hear about, and then the second film is him trying to retire, and then this happens.
1: I've been watching this show called Barry on HBO. You should definitely watch that. Um, And at one point, well, throughout the entire First season and second season, they talk about how Barry became a contract killer. And one of the big things is he was in the armed services or armed forces. And they talk about his moment, like his big moment to change him. And the story keeps changing because he's ashamed of the story because he's ashamed now of being a contract killer. They could have done that. They could have done that. It wouldn't have taken long at all. He can't just suddenly grow a fucking conscience while he's shooting at a bullet train, trying not to hit a little girl. You can't do that. You can't like, oh, my God, I could hit that little girl. You know what? Fuck it. I quit. You can't do that. And then to find out for some reason. He just ends up on a boat. In the middle of the ocean. Did that guy alert him to say, come talk to me? I got something for you on this boat. Apparently, the guy reached
0: out to him. So, I thought
1: I, um, I, I missed that part because yeah, I, I he think... said the
0: guy reached out to him to tell him that something was fishy with the kill he just did. Okay,
1: and went so to uh, go meet him. Okay, no, didn't work for me then. Doesn't work for me now.
0: <laughs> and then his handler, I don't understand. Like I don't understand anything from the DIA's perspective. Like, none of that. None of that. I don't, first of all, I don't know why they wanted like, they still never explained why they wanted to kill him in the first place. Like, he was not a threat. Mm -mm. They they pretended like he was this threat that they had to end, and so they sent all these people to kill him, and I'm like, but what about him as a threat? And then at the end, he's no longer a threat? Like, none of that made any sense at all. None. (laughs) None. None of it made any sense. Um yeah. I didn't get that part at all. And then all the people coming after him were just red shirts. They all just got killed like they were nothing. Just nothing. Pencil pushers. Uh to to get destroyed. Uh Oh, this was originally a Disney film? Oh, I can't imagine. Oh, and guess what? The original film the clone was supposed to be entirely CG. Can you imagine what that looked like?
1: <laughs> I, I just... I'm pushing this film aside. It was cool. It was a good popcorn movie. Like, as long as I had popcorn, the movie was good. I went and saw it with my with my uh, father-in-law, uh, which was nice. You know, seeing movies with my father-in-law is always cool. He's a good dude. I'm pushing this movie to the side... For the next Will Smith movie in which he becomes a pigeon that's not even a joke like after seeing this film I'm just like okay it feels like um that song the gangstar did the girls look so good next this movie looked good for a second next let's get to uh let's get to this pigeon movie and then while I was watching. What movie was it? It wasn't Maleficent. Zombieland, the preview for Bad Boys 3, came on. And so I'm like, okay, this movie was what it was. Honestly, we knew what we were getting. It's okay. When you think about it like
0: that. Nope. I'm eh. about to make you mad. I'm about to make you mad and adjust your score. Oh, go for it. This is about to really make you mad. So we've been talking about the CG on this film and how terrible it is. The fight scenes were terrible. The lighting was terrible. All of that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The budget for this film was $138 million. Wait, what?
1: (laughs) What? $138
0: million. Just to give you some perspective, okay? Just for some perspective. The budget for Deadpool was $58 million. The budget for Deadpool 2 was $110 million. The budget for Ant-Man was $130 million. What, What did they use it on? What did they use $138 million on? Cocaine? Like, what? What?
1: <laughs> what? There wasn't anything that they needed that kind of money? What? Okay. 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 Putting a rubber face on Will Smith, because that's really what happened, and doing this fly-by-string. Ugh. Wait, what? No. Okay. I'm disappointed Thor, in them. They're Ragnarok, not going to make that budget back.
0: Thor Ragnarok had a $160 million budget. This had 140. million.
1: they're 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 going they're they're not going to make that money back when i was in the theater with my father-in-law there was like six other people in there and four of them were two people who brought their screaming ass one-year-old or two-year-old to the movie and kept having to walk his happy ass out so they left when the movie movie
0: made 36 million dollars domestic i'm not shocked it made 118 worldwide. Apparently people love it I mean, some people like it overseas. They made eighty two million dollars overseas. Well not really. They made eighty two million dollars overseas, but they still have not made their money back. They've made 118 million worldwide. So this is a L. 130 I cannot believe that. I cannot I, believe this.
1: I need somebody to just, you know, I have a I have a I have a script. It's called Sin and Solace. I just need somebody to <laughs> buy my script. Just give me money for my script. It's going to be great. Just give me money. Give me money. Just they made money. this with almost three
0: times the budget of Deadpool. Just give me money. Mm. All right. So, given that, Roshani, uh, before we get out of here, on the scale of one to ten, what do you give Gemini Man?
1: Give me money. <laughs> Bullshit. Like I said, this movie was... I don't care what Brandon says, all the good action was in that first clip, the trailer that you see, Uh, which kudos to them for putting Icon in the trailer. Um, Nepotism at its finest. Make sure your son's song is out there because the son's song is dope. I'm not mad about it at all. Um, Walked out of the theater. If it's a good movie, I'll walk out of the theater and be like, "All right, I need to buy that. If it's a bad movie, I'm going to walk out the theater and I'm going to complain about it. I didn't do either with this movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We literally got into the car and went back home. I dapped up my father-in-law. He went downstairs to his room. I went upstairs to my room. And he lives with us. I don't live with him, motherfuckers. He just, you know, he's he's a good dude. And he needed, he. I wanted, we wanted him to be closer to us in his older age. So fuck y'all. Um... But he went downstairs to his room, I went upstairs to my room, sat down next to my wife, and proceeded to watch something on Netflix. We didn't even talk about the movie. I didn't tell her what the movie was about. I didn't tell her anything like that. And she, to her credit, has not yet said, I want to see Gemini Man. Good for her. She has said she wants to see Maleficent Part 2 because she liked Maleficent Part 1, but she didn't say anything about Gemini Man. And nobody i talked to has said anything right. about Gemini Man except for Brandon. Brandon and I are the only two people I know who saw this movie. And because Brandon and I are the most movie-going motherfuckers I know, we were the wrong people to go see this movie, obviously. They shouldn't have spent that much money on this movie. I don't know what they spent that money on. The boat? Like, What? this movie overall to me I believe I gave um the hell was that movie Superfly a 2
0: <laughs> you gave Superfly
1: a 3 I gave Superfly a 3 cool this gets a 2 it does it does I saw you can't show me everything in the trailer and then want me to be excited about the movie And you can't have just a a relentlessly empty storyline that you want people to think is deep. Like, people showed up in this film and then never showed up again, but they're supposed to be important to the film. Like his director, who was only there, so then Clive Owens can be like, yo, you fucked up, we're using my protocol now. (laughs) That was her job.
0: No, then her job was to be in the coffee shop and to get uh,
1: blackmail. Blackmail. Look to your left. Look. Ten and two. Ten and two. And then she disappeared. That was her whole job. I don't know. I would have much rather this been a buddy comedy with the trio of Benedict Wong, Mary Elizabeth, and Will Smith. I think that would have been dope. Matter of fact, seeing Benedict Wong, I literally blacked out for a moment in the movie because I started thinking about the fact that, damn, is Doctor Strange Part 2 going to have that <laughs> black dude who was in Doctor Strange Part 1 who who was acting like he was going to go bad? Is he going to be the villain in that one? They haven't really said anything yet, but I—oh, shit, I should pay attention. Motorcycle. Oh, man. So— Damn, how are they going to fit that? Man, I wonder. Damn, you know, I read today that Spider-Man is going to be in Venom, in Venom Part 2. I wonder if they're going to have both of them going up against Carnage, because I know that they show Carnage. That, oh, shit, they're in the catacombs. Yeah, they had—there's nothing memorable about this movie. This movie is literally the equivalent of dunking your hand in oil— And then putting your hand under a faucet and turn the faucet on. The water is there for a second, but it's going to run off and it's going to end up. Your hand is going to end up with no memory, no (laughs) residue from that water. There was no residue from this movie. It was it was it wasn't bad. I think y'all need to know that about me. I don't. A good movie, an average movie to me gets a five. So I guess this should get a three. This will be right there with Superfly. I'll give it a three.
0: Yeah, this, I mean, this wasn't a good movie, but it was, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't leave the theater angry. Um, <laughs> so I thought it was funny, a lot of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you want to watch a mindless film where you see a couple good action scenes and laugh at some bad CG um, you should watch this film when it comes on Netflix or whatever the hell it comes on later. But there was a really good film they could have made out of this that they didn't. Um, but every film doesn't have to be great. I'm just, I just can't believe they spent $138 million on this film. I am really but put out by really, that. <laughs> that really takes the grade of this film down because they, I was going to, I was literally going to say when I graded it that, you know, they did what they could with the budget that they had because I assume they probably got like, 35 40 million dollars to make this film. 50 million dollars maybe and most of that had to go to will. So they had to do what they could with the CG. No, they had 100 and almost 40 million dollars to make this film. There's no reason why I shouldn't have been better looking than it was. And
1: that's that's, that's that means that's, they didn't care. That's poor. That's like if you give me 140 million dollars 140 million dollars and I come back to you with this, you have a right to be mad at me. Like, where's the rest of my money at? Where's the change? Where's the change? If I went to the store for my mom, and my mom gave me a 20, and told me to buy bread and eggs, and I came back, and she was like, there's no change? And I was like, no, but this is a premium bag of bread, and the eggs are artesian. Mwah! And she looks at them and they don't look like what I just said they were. Nigga, where's the rest of my money at? You <laughs> can tell me this film was worth one hundred and forty million dollars, but I'm looking at it and it's not. No, it's not.
0: So that being said, this is a four and a half for me. Um it wasn't a it wasn't a bad I mean, it wasn't a good film, but it was fun for what it was. Um and I really did enjoy that motorcycle scene a lot. Um, but like Rashawni said, they showed you 94% of it in the damn trailer. So you really were left with like, okay. when you saw that, I'm like, oh, because it happened so early in the film. You're like, oh, okay. So that was in the trailer. That's what got you in the theater. They gave it to you early in the film. So now you can see all the rest of the shit. And then I was like, uh, where's the rest of the action? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was uh, that was Gemini Man. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our reviews. We're going to be back for a Zombieland Double Tap as well. Make sure you subscribe to the single simulcast and listen to all of Rashani's great podcasts. Um, I was on a couple of weeks ago. He does it every week. It's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. He's the OG in the game. Go check him out. You should have been subscribing, but I say it after every review. Go subscribe. Um, I, 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 I haven't put out a show um, on the watch So Serious podcast because I've been busy uh, moving. Uh, we move next week, but we're going to get these reviews out and we're going to make sure we get more consistent with the weekly shows once we move. And then uh, Old Man Wade and I are actually going to do a review on House of X and Powers of X, the new X-Men stuff. And we're going to do uh, History of Norman Osborn for Halloween. Since it's October, we figured we'd do a villain and that's one of his favorite villains. So we're going to do Something on Norman Osborn. So check those things out on Comic Book History 101 and on the Watch the Series feed later this month. And we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening and talk to you later.